Hello and welcome back to another episode of Checkers and Wreckers Victory Lap. My name is Ryan Jenke and I am joined by Corey Litton. Corey, we're getting into, it's after Labor Day now. Yeah, we're getting into that point of the year where I start to get depressed because uh, all, all of our local tracks are starting to to uh, wrap up the season, and uh, yeah, it's just it's getting depressing. Yeah, it's winding down a little bit. I'm looking at your notes here, and I'm like, there's not as many pages as there once was. No, no, but uh, yeah, there's still a lot of information on this. So yeah, I think yeah, we 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 got a lot to go through. All right, well, let's get after it then. This is Checkers and Wreckers Victory Lap. For Tuesday, September 6th, this is going to cover Friday, September 2nd, all the way through Monday, September the 5th. So let's just get after it. Friday, September 2nd, season championship at the Red River Valley Speedway in West Fargo. Yeah, the second to last race of the year for the Red River Valley Speedway was held. Uh, we wrapped up all of our points championships and starting off with the sport mods where Scott Jacobson, Rich Pavlicek, and Ryan Rested were all in contention for the points title going into the championship night on Friday night. Chris Van Mill, he started in the 10th spot, and he got the win in the feature race over Andy Spud Wagner and Tory Fisher. Ryan Rested finished in the 5th spot. Pavlicek finished in 8th, and Jacobson finished in 9th, which is enough to score the championship for Jacobson by 2 points over Pavlicek and 3 over Rested. So it was uh, very, very tight going down to the end. We moved on to the legends. Hollywood Ty Wilkie had the season championship locked up, and his car is actually sold as soon as the season is over. But the 72 had one more impressive run left in him before the year was done. Wilkie opted to start in the back of the 23-car feature race. And do you know how many cars he passed? No. All of them. <laughs> All of the cars to take the lead. Only 12 laps in, too. Uh, Alex uh, Brasseth finished in the second spot. Then Evan Henriksen finished in third. Wilkie ended up winning the points title by 34 points over Xander Bauer. But you know what? By the end of the season, I won't let you get me on that one anymore. <laughs> well, I mean, it's a running bit. <laughs> I've been using that one for a few years. Actually, that goes all the way back to when Jack Sunday and I were hosting the show. So, yeah. Uh, right after that, the stock cars, however, had a very tight point battle between Travis Robertson, who is holding on to a two-point lead over the Cheetah Rob Van Mill and a ten-point lead over both the Rocket Man Keaton Fromke and Brennan Borg. Van Mill took the win over Borg in second. Mike Anderson finished in the third spot, and uh, Robertson ended up finishing in fourth, Frompke in fifth. The win allowed Van Mill to take the point title by only one point over Travis Robertson and nine points over Brennan Borg and 12 over Keaton Frompke. So that was another tight one that we had going on out there. The Race Saver Sprints, uh, they were next, and Andy Pake was able to get his second win of the year over Hollywood Ty Wilkie and Layla Eisenshank. Best finish of the year so far for Layla Eisenshank. Uh, you might remember her sister being the youngest to win at the Norman County Raceway in Ada, Red River Valley Speedway, and uh, down in South Dakota, I believe. Uh, I think in Hartford, South Dakota, okay. she was the youngest winner at all three of those racetracks so far. Oh, wow. Uh, she did it all this year. Uh, so great great runs by her. But Layla Eisenshank, another I mean, twin sister. Um, oh, they're twins. Yeah, I like to call them the Wonder Twins when they race go-karts <laughs> yeah. because they would always end up by each other at the end of the race. Okay. And usually at the front. Wow. Uh, yeah, but Layla Eisenshank, she got her uh, her career best so far finish in the uh, in the third spot. Ty Hanton had the points title already clinched heading into the night, but still picked up a top five to end the season on a good note. Hanton uh, he uh, he took the points title by twenty four points over Morgan Nyquist, who's a lawyer by the way. Hmm. Uh, so um, is he going to contend that uh, the the points contested? I think yeah, yeah. Con contested. Yeah. yeah. Um. 
No, I think he's he'll he'll be all right with that one. Uh, but I, I should probably get to be better friends with him. Uh, <laughs> and uh, twenty points over Ty Wilkie, who, uh, who has been running the double duty all season long. Brody Eckert and the Blackjack Express Tim Church were tied for the points lead with only uh, two points ahead of Dan Dowling in the Hobby Stocks. Eckert started dead last and he cruised to the victory over Dowling, so he passed all of the cars. And then uh, Randy Randall finished in second. Tim Church finished in third. That clinched the second point title for Eckert by three points over Dowling and Church. So Brody Eckert was the previous youngest winner at the Red River Valley Speedway, but he is still the youngest track champion. Uh, okay. Because uh, for picking up, because uh, he won the track championship the year that he got his first victory. Okay. And he, now he's the youngest two-time point champion. So great runs uh, by that kid. He's been doing fantastic. In the uh, hobby stock division, Dave Shipley didn't even have to start the rate, the feature race to come home with the title, having already a 23 point lead coming into the night in the modifieds. Shipley would come home in the sixth spot in a race won by the Nevada nightmare. Colin Hibden, Tyler Hall finished in the second spot and the Fargo flash. Jesse Skalicki finished in third Skalicki cut into the point lead, but Shipley still won by 20 points. All right. You said, uh, uh, I know we're going to get into the upcoming schedule later, but you said this was the second to ra- last race? That's right. Uh, they're racing Wednesday the 14th during Big Iron, uh, oh. 6 o'clock start time out there, and that'll be a Dakota Cat modified shootout night as well. So it'll be the, the old Big Iron Bash. First time ever in the, I think, the well over 50 years that the Red River Valley Speedway has been there that we'll be racing during Big Iron. Oh, that's going to be cool. All right. Well, let's move on to Saturday, September 3rd, the Labor Day doubleheader day one at the Viking Speedway in Alexandria, Minnesota. I was uh, very lucky and uh, very honored to be able to join uh, all the uh, to Shane and Chelsea that uh, are the announcers at the Viking Speedway. They let me do pit reporting okay. for them this last weekend, so I was very honored out there. I got the message from uh, Jeff Krause, who is a super stock racer and has a lot to do out there at the Viking Speedway just before the races. Actually, while I was calling the races in Fargo on Friday, he messaged me saying, hey, are you busy this weekend? I, I said, uh, <laughs> I w- he's like, are you coming to Viking? And I said, yeah. He's like, do you want to do you want to do pit reporting? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so how did that go for you? It went pretty well. I, you know, I, I that's where I started uh, in racing because I got to learn under Ron Krogh, who is you know Hall of Fame announcer at uh, the Viking Speedway as well as the uh, the KRA Speedway in Wilmer, and uh, that's where I started. I I sat and watched him during the heat races, and then I went down to the infield and did the reporting and then figured it out from there, from then on. Okay. And uh, it was, so it was, it, was re- it was an honor to me because I used to go to that track when I was a kid, so I've, it was, I was really happy to hear, uh, it, and even though I don't like the sound of my own voice, I was really happy to hear my voice going <laughs> through the PA system out there, so it was, yeah. a, it was an honor for me out there. Well, you do a good job. Well, thank you. Uh, Brendan Blasick, he uh, took the lead to start the Midwest Modified feature race on the Saturday edition of the event, and uh, he quickly found himself in a battle with Cody the Cobra Lee and Sean Olson. Lee took advantage of an early race caution to throw a haymaker slider in turns three and four for the lead. So, I mean, literally, he used every inch of that racetrack, and that is a Big, big track out there <laughs> to uh, take the race lead. Lee led the remaining 17 laps to take the win with Brendan Blasick finishing in the second spot and Olsen finishing in third. Moved on to the street stocks where the Wolverine Justin Vogel took the lead on lap number one of the feature, but young Colton Brower kept uh, the pressure on for the entire feature. The pair raced side-by-side for nine laps 
until uh, Andrew Hansen decided to join the party as well, making it a good three-horse race. Lead changed hand hands several times, but with uh, three laps remaining, Vogel tried to switch it up, and he tried to duck underneath and ended up tapping Brower in the back and causing. And Vogel hit the brakes to not wipe him out, so he ended up spinning himself out. Uh, Vogel finished in the 14th spot. Brower took the win over Hansen and Kobe Keel. The lead for the short trackers right after that race, uh, that, that changed hands three times in the first three laps. Kevin Wall took the lead in lap number one. John Big Timber Hecox took it on lap number two. And then Sean Beto took it on lap number three. Beto ran away with the remaining laps uh, to get the win over Hecox and Wall. B- hold on. Big Timber. Is he Lumberjack, too? Lumberjack <laughs> uh, on the side? So the, the announcer over at the Cheyenne Speedway in Lisbon that I got to work with, uh, we'll talk about that a little bit later, but um, he told me that his nickname is Big Timber <laughs> because uh, he's in a bowling league, and he throws the ball so hard that when it hits the pins, it sounds like he's you know, like he's destroying them. Like they're going to need more, yeah, more pins. They're going to need more wood. Okay. Yeah, so yeah, Big Timber is his <laughs> nickname (laughs) that's at least what scott carblum has told me so yeah we have to believe i'll throw him under the bus anytime (laughs) i can get the chance (laughs) next it was the super stocks where trevor sour wasted no time taking the lead ran away for the entire caution free feature race sour won by over a straightaway over brandon duelman and carter rents so during the interview in victory lane um uh Trevor Sauer ended up kind of catching traffic towards the end, and they, they let him by with, with ease, but he was looking at the scoreboard going into turn number one. He saw that zero car getting closer and closer, moving <laughs> click, click, click over into the second spot, Okay, and he said uh, he thought that he heard him towards the end, and I immediately started laughing because I knew that he won by well over a straightaway. <laughs> he's like, oh, I thought I heard him, so I started driving harder. <laughs> I just I laughed. Uh, no, he, he had him well over a straightaway. You're but, good. But yeah, he was, that's, that, that's got to say something about your talent there. You know, Brandon Dolman's pretty young in this sport, but he comes from a, a good family racing. And you know, Les Dolman is a relative of, her, of his. Uh, I don't know exactly the relationship uh, with them, but uh, Les was a, Heck of a racer back in his day in the late models and in the early days of the late models when they, the wheels were still made of wood. Sure. And <laughs> and uh, Brandon has every time I've seen him, he's put on a pretty good show and he's always going forward and towards the front. So that's got to say something for your talent when a guy like Trevor Sauer, who's won multiple track championships, especially out of the Viking Speedway, he, he, when he saw that number get into second, yeah. He was in his head. He was like, wait a minute. <laughs> I don't want anything to do with yeah, this. He, it made him drive harder wow. and, and run away with it a little bit more. Oh, that's good. Well, after that, then it was the Modifieds. The Iceman Don Ishens took the lead on lap number one, led every lap to pick up the win. Brady Gertis uh, charged up into the second spot, and Josh Tennis finished in third, and that wrapped up the first day of the Labor Day doubleheader at the Viking Speedway. All right, then we moved on to day two, Sunday, September 4th, Labor Day doubleheader, day two at the Viking Speedway, Alexandria, Minnesota. Sean Olson, he took the lead at the start of the Midwest Modified feature, but then Brendan Blasick had other ideas. Blasick took the lead at the halfway point of the 20-lap feature and cruised to the win over Olson and then Justin Fremming. Fremming, who moved up in the Modifieds, just decided to get the Midwest Modified his Midwest Modified back out of the weeds and, and go out there and finish third. <laughs> so not bad. Then uh, next it was the Street Sox where the Wolverine Justin Vogel was looking to totally redeem himself from the previous <laughs> night's mishap. 
Vogel took the lead right away, led every lap also to win uh, over Andrew Hansen and Kyle Jeanette. And uh, I did tell him that in victory lane. Uh, Justin and, and I are pretty pretty good friends. Sure. And and uh, <laughs> as he pulled into victory lane, and he had his helmet off and went, and totally redeemed yourself. <laughs> he laughed pretty hard at that one. <laughs> then it was the short trackers where uh, uh, John Big Timber Hecox took the, took the lead in lap number one. On the second lap, Jason Cass spun to the inside of the front straightaway and hit the wall head on and really hard. Not only was he okay, but he rebounded for an 11th place. He also moved the wall about three inches. Because uh, really? it's one of those K rail kind of yeah. kind of walls where you can you can move it with a like a forklift or something like that. Remodeling and, the joint, huh? Yeah, he uh, yeah he adjusted the front straightaway inside wall <laughs> out there. Uh, but yeah, he they just took the nose cone off of it and the they got all messed up from the the incident and he was able to continue on. And when that happened, and he you know it's a long ways down that front straightaway mm-hmm. out there. Uh, and I'm standing in victory lane right right in the middle of it. When he hit, I heard it. Okay. And, he just kept going, and I thought for a second because the nose cone was flapping, it, so I couldn't see his his head or anything. And I thought he's he's knocked out in the car; the throttle stuck. Sure, no, he he pulled to a stop, and he was okay. Yeah, not only that, finished in eleventh. <laughs> <laughs> After a restart with uh, ten laps remaining, Sean Beto picked up where he left off from the previous night and took the lead from Hecox, leading the remaining nine laps to get the win over Kevin Wall and Tristan Raths. The Super Stocks came out next, and it was Mopar Matt Miller taking the lead right out of the gate. But after a restart with 11 laps to go, Trevor Sauer looked to sweep the weekend. When he snatched the lead from Miller, the pair then traded the lead two more times with Miller taking the win over Sauer and Brandon Duhlman finishing in the third spot. So that was a that was a pretty good race. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I really liked that one. Uh, then it was the Modifieds coming out to wrap up the uh, 22, 2022 uh, Viking Speedway season. Brett Hoyam jumped out to the early race lead with Dusty Bitson in tow. Josh Tennis started to catch the leaders right around the midway point of the 20-lap main event, and with seven to go, Tennis went from third to first to take the lead, but Hoyam took it back in the next lap. Just as the leaders caught traffic, though, the uh, caution flag waved with three laps to go. That set the stage for Bitson to throw a slide job on Hoyam for the lead, so he went from third to first okay. also. Uh, Hoyam made the crossover move, though, coming out of corner number two to get back by Bitson and finished the night in victory lane with uh, Bitson finishing in second and Tennis finishing in third. Crazy few laps there. It was uh, That's probably one of the better mod- modified races I've seen this year. That that one might go into the uh, the uh, uh, checkers and records season wrap-up, the, the season championship. Yeah. Uh, that that might go into a race of the, race of the, the year. Race of the year. Well, it's it- up there. That's that's good. Okay, Monday, September fifth, Rebel Midwest Modified Tour finale at the Cheyenne Speedway in Lisbon, North Dakota. Well, the legends started out the night with Bo Gregor taking the lead in lap number one. Xander Bauer, Colin Compson, Dusty Mund, and Glenn Mitchell were all fighting hard behind Gregor. Compson took the lead with uh, with nine laps remaining. Uh, Compson held on to the win over Mund and Mitchell. Uh, Glenn Mitchell also from Picton, New South Wales, Australia. Spending his uh, summers up here in North America uh, racing right now. So he's he's having really? a lot of fun, and mainly around this area this year. Last year, he went pretty much anywhere. He huh. just him, him and his wife, Joe, they went and traveled around and had a had a great time. And uh, yet now he's just kind of hanging around this this uh, region and racing everywhere around here. That's really uh, neat. Yeah, it, it is really neat and really great, really great couple of people, too. I, I love talking to those two. Uh, they've been telling me that I need to try Vegemite, but, um, Ugh. I, I, I've, I've always not made it there when it was time to do it. <laughs> Man, do they even have that around here? 
I don't know how they got it up here anymore, but uh, yeah, they apparently still have it. He didn't mm. offer me uh, offer it to me last night when I was talking to him, but yeah, um, supply must be running short. I mean, and you know they're up here, so I'm pretty sure they're probably eating all of our crappy food. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, <laughs> so after that, Dan Dowling he took off into the lead in the hobby stock feature, but Jaden Michelson got to the top spot in lap number two. Dowling rallied back to challenge for the lead, but made contact while uh, trying to pass for the lead and spun out with five laps remaining. Uh, Michelson walked away for the win while Mike Mund and Dalton Albrecht finished in the top three. And actually, Dan Dowling did a pretty good job after that. And he, I think he got up into the top five after that one. So uh, he charged right back up there and into contention again. The mini stocks were next, and they had three cautions to start the feature race. But after that, they straightened it all out, and Tempest Trone was able to run away far enough to uh, hold off Sean Beto and Leighton Thompson for that win. That that would have been Sean Beto's only loss of the weekend because I believe he won on Friday at the I-94 Sure Step Speedway as well. Okay. Uh, Johnny Big Time Carter took the lead on the opening lap while battling side-by-side with Casey Usatis for the first couple laps in the street stock feature race. Carter held on for the win over the assassin Kyle Anderson and uh, Parker Anderson. No relation. Um, one's from Chippewa Falls. The other one <laughs> is from Jamestown. <laughs> okay. Uh, Alex Langland, he took the lead uh, to start the Midwest Modified main event and had a good battle going on with the wild man Nate Rinke for the first couple of laps. With 19 to go, Mike Nichols took over the race lead. Nichols was able to open up a pretty big lead, but with four laps remaining, Mike's brother Tommy brought out the caution after a contact with Jared Klein. Mike Nichols was able to hold off the nightmare and defending national champion Lucas Rodin and Nate Rinke for the win. Um, I did kind of talk with uh, down at Victory Lane. I was talking with Tommy about this when he was down there, and he's like, "Yeah, just don't bring it up." <laughs> <laughs> it it still worked out okay. <laughs> All right, Nate Rinky gets the win. Then the World of Outlaws, the, the Saget Nationals at Saget Speedway, Burlington, Washington. They were busy as a one arm paper hanger this weekend. <laughs> yeah, there was four races since the last time we've talked that they've had out there, and. Uh, Brad, uh, Brad Sweet took the lead uh, and was in heavy traffic on lap number two right away at the uh, first uh, race on the Thursday, September 1st. Uh, Caution came out with 12 laps in at, after third place running James McFadden ramped wheels with a lap car and hit hard in the turns one and two wall. With 13 laps remaining, Jesse Schlofeld hit the wall, turn four wall ending his night. Sweet again took off on the start. But Logan Schuhart, he was definitely on the charge. While approaching traffic, Schuhart was able to get around Sweet for the lead with eight laps to go. Donnie Schatz was able to close in on the top two as they were in heavy traffic. And Schuhart was able to use the slower car to come home with his third win of the year. Brad Sweet finished in second and Schatz finished in third. One of the better outlaw races that I got to watch this year so far. Good. Cool, cool. That was Thursday, September 1st. Then, uh, yeah, like I said, they were busy Friday, September 2nd. Well, Sheldon Hoddenshield took the win over Jacob Allen and Carson Macedo for the Friday edition of the Skagit Nationals. Uh, James McFadden dominated the beginning stages of the race but had to retire with mechanical issues. Uh, Hoddenshield took over and picked up his ninth win of the year, his most successful season so far, and his 31st career win. Donnie Schatz, uh, he finished in the seventh position, so he's still knocking out top tens. Yes, sir. Saturday, September 3rd. On to Saturday night's finale where it was David Gravel getting the win over the big cat Brad Sweet and Spencer Baston. Gravel got a $26,000 big check for his 75th outlaw career win. 
Uh, Gravel didn't get it easy, though, because Baston and Sweet kept constant pressure on Gravel throughout the entire main event. Donnie Schatz, he ended the weekend with his uh, third top 10 with an eighth position. Hmm. How much how much Vegemite could you buy with twenty six thousand dollars? Do you think? I don't know what it costs for one, um, <laughs> for a Vegemite. Uh, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I'll I'll we'll have to look that one up for next week. All right, so I'll, I'll ask Glenn uh, we'll, the next we'll, time I see him. We'll get on that Monday, September fifth, Grays Harbor Raceway, Elma, Washington. Yeah, the, the David Gravel held off the big cat Brad Sweet and Spencer Baston to win at Grays Harbor last night. Donnie Schatz picked up another tenth uh, top ten with an eighth place finish out there. Uh, they're going to be moving on now to uh, the Gold Cup Race of Champions Thursday, September eighth through Saturday, September tenth. That is uh, that's out at Chico, California. Okay, NASCAR. We're on to the playoffs. That's right. They were in Darlington. And, uh, yeah, it was uh, Eric Jones who put the famous Petty 43 back into victory lane in Darlington for the first time in 55 years at the Darlington Speedway. You know, I think we got some audio. Should we listen to it? Yeah. All right, let's do it. I think we it. should. All right, let's do it. The 43 of Eric Jones comes out of turn number four. Jones is going to win the Southern 500. There you go. And, you know, the thing about that is he's the 16th different winner of the year. And still Ryan Blaney, winless. Uh, but <laughs> my guy is still winless. But, uh, yeah, 16th different winner of 2022, but he is not in the playoffs. So it's a, a non-playoff driver is got the win in the first week of the playoffs. It's not an elimination round yet. So that makes things interesting because... I mean, anybody can win, now right. that you think about it. I mean, the way it's going, anybody can win on any given week. Yeah. Uh, Denny Hamlin, he finished in the second spot. Uh, then it was Tyler Reddick who finished in third. Joey Logano finished in fourth. Christopher Bell finished in the fifth position. Regular season champion Chase Elliott had a rough day finishing in 36 after he had a big impact uh, into the wall, and that's going to be a big impact for him in the playoff points. Logano is now your new point leader. He is six points up on William Byron. Eight points up on Denny Hamlin, 10 up on Christopher Bell, 15 up on Tyler Reddick, 18 on Ryan Blaney, again winless, and then uh, 21 <laughs> on Kyle Larson, who's also involved in some incidents, uh, 23 on Ross Chastain, 24 on Elliott, and 28 on Bowman to round out the top 10 in your current point standings right now for NASCAR. All right. And that audio, by the way, was from NASCAR.com. Say, real quick, uh, Kevin Harvick was a little worked up this weekend. Do you have any insight into uh, what was going on? It had something to do with the next-gen car and uh, starting on fire. Well, it was weird because there were a lot of rubber marbles around that racetrack. A lot. I mean, Darlington is known for that. Mm-hmm. It's an abrasive surface. It eats up tires, so there are marbles all over the racetrack. I can't quote him directly. No, we, no, we can't play that. We audio. don't know our policy yet on swearing on this podcast, <laughs> even though it's not live radio. I, you know, I'm not going to push that issue yet right. <laughs> until I do it by accident. Um, well, I made a ten years uh, <laughs> announcing at racetracks without swearing. Well, that went out the window the other day. No, but, uh, uh, yeah, only a couple people caught it. Okay. But it was, you know, it was, it was an honest mistake. <laughs> but they, yeah, they, I mean, they couldn't, they couldn't rewind that though. I, no, but I think it was on a broadcast. <laughs> oh, so no. yeah, I got that going for me. <laughs> uh, there's no FCC regulations on pay-per-view TV though, so I guess that's, I got that going. That's for me true. Too. That's true. Yeah, uh, but yeah, he was talking about what happened was a lot of the rubber built up underneath the car, and the headers and the heat from the headers 
started it on fire. Okay. And yeah, he had to pull to a stop as you know the front end of the car was on fire. Hmm. And he, he was able to get out. He was unhurt, but uh, not happy. No, he, he shared his honest opinion. Uh, yeah, NASCAR.com has that, too. <laughs> if you want to go check that out, uh, yeah, you can go hear uh, all the colorful words that he used in that one. Sure. All right. So, unintentional rollover contest. It, it it's, uh, sounds like we had some new entrants. Yeah, we got a few of them. Uh, Ryan Satter became the 27th entrant in the contest with his street stock flip Saturday at the Viking Speedway. This is his second time being involved in this contest, though. Not this year, though. Okay. But he has entered into one of the first years that we kind of started joking about. He was a pioneer. One. Yeah, in, in, a, in a similar rollover. Uh, Satter went over one time for a four-point score. Sunday night at the same pl- same track, Frances Olmscheid, she put her short tracker into the lead in this contest, flipping four and a half times. Four and a half? Four and a half times. Yeah, she, she kind of... Okay, so it's like a Ford Fusion, is, I think, is what she drives. Sure. And... Uh, with a roll cage and no windows. Yeah, and she went off of turns one and two, and that front, those front wheels were all the way to the le- to the left when she went over, and she caught where a lot of the marbles and stuff got thrown up. So okay. she caught, and she rolled, and she rolled, and she rolled, and she rolled. She went Elliot Sadler on it. it yeah, it just it was one of those where, uh, kind of like in Talladega Nights. I don't know. How, I don't know when this wreck's going to end. <laughs> and uh, thankfully, again, everybody is okay in this one. Uh, yeah, she is now the new point leader after the four and a half times she went over Crazy. with an eighteen point roll. She could have spread that out a little bit. She didn't yeah. have to do it all at once. And the thing is, the day before she was threatening to do it that day too. So <laughs> the same thing. So and yeah, she's okay in great spirits. I went and talked to her in the infield afterwards. And yeah, she, uh, other than her, her heel hurt a little bit. But sure. Yeah, you know she's a young kid. She'll she'll spring back pretty yeah, good. She'll bounce back. Um, yeah. <laughs> and she's but she again she's definitely okay. Yeah. Uh, last night Riley Beloki tipped his steps, uh, street stock over onto the roof at the Cheyenne Speedway Monday night for a score of two points, becoming the 29th different driver to enter the contest this year. And as of now, I think he is in last. Okay. Because <laughs> there hasn't been a one quarter roll. Uh, there's only been a one and a half. So yeah, he just tipped it over onto the roof. So I think he's. He's either in last or tied for last. Okay. All right. Well, but at least at least he's on the board. He's okay, and uh, yeah, kind of stuck around a little bit afterwards. A bunch of us helped get his car onto the trailer, and it was sure. uh, he's yeah he's okay, okay in good spirits. Good. So what do we have coming up? Well, we have Thursday, September eighth will be the prelude to the Johnny, the NLRA Late Model Championship race out of the uh, River City Speedway in Grand Forks. Friday, September 9th, will be the Corn Cob Nationals at the Buffalo River Speedway. One of my favorite races of the year because we get free corn. Free corn on the cob. Hey, you can't beat that. No, no, you can't at all. That'll be at Glendon, Minnesota. The John Sites Memorial Night Number 1 will be at the River City Speedway in Grand Forks that night as well. And hey, this is from your neck of the woods. This is this is oh, what made Wishick famous. So good. The Sauerkraut 500 at the Tri-County Speedway in Wishick, North Dakota. That'll be their first night of that two-day special. Saturday, September 10th, will be the Corn Cob Nationals night number two at the Buffalo River Speedway in Glendon. Forks Karting Association is going to be racing there as well on that day. The John Sites Memorial at River City Speedway in Grand Forks will be racing that night. That'll be their championship night. And then it'll be the Sauerkraut 500 of the Tri-County Speedway will have their championship night Sunday, September 11th. We have uh, also Forks Karting R- Association racing out there. I will be making my, uh, I'll, I'll be out there announcing okay. as well. The first time I announced this race, mm-hmm. so they have uh, 
they have hay bales around the the racetrack. Okay, and now they've they've added something in front of that because. Uh, and this is one of the weirdest moments. You asked me to come up with weird and crazy moments yeah, that, yep. that happened. I want to know them. This is one of them. Uh, the first time I was announcing there, a, a cart had spun out off of the racing surface and kind of got into the hay bale mm-hmm. and backed in. And you know the, the header off the motor is right behind the, the cart. Okay. And it was hot. And it started the hay bales on fire. Okay. Right in front of the grandstands. <laughs> I had to evacuate a grandstand because of fire. Wow. And that was Ugh. that was a weird and interesting yeah. moment. I've never had to do that before. And then I realized that's getting close to me now too. Sure. Because the the <laughs> the the announcer booth is actually in the flag stand for okay. that. And it's right up against the racetrack and it was starting to get closer, but you know, sure. they got it they got it put out. I, and uh, everybody was okay. I imagine other than the, the hay bales, there's probably not a lot that could get damaged, was there? Uh, the, the grandstands were were aluminum, but you know the people are burnable. Well, sure, um, sure. <laughs> but the 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 booth that I was in, that's all wood. So yeah. if it got to that point and that went up, I mean oh, that would have been sure. that would have been, I mean, funny. But no, right. it would have been terrible. So the sprinklers didn't go off or no, anything like no. that. Sure, they actually brought the water truck out to put the put the <laughs> hay bales out. I, I bet they did. And it was the yeah, definitely a first for me. I've never yeah. had to evacuate a grandstand because of a fire before. That is crazy. I hope to never have to do it again. Yeah, but yeah, it was it, great people out there too at the Forks Karting Association. I've uh, had the chance to at least announce one or two races a year for I think the, about the last six years okay. with them. So uh, great people, and they get a ton of carts out there, and they and they're racing during one of the biggest races of the year out there at the uh, River City Speedway, just right in the parking lot, right as you as you drive in there into the River City Speedway is right where the Forks Karting Association, Forks uh, Karting Speedway is at. Okay. So that's uh, that'll be a good one. All right. Well, we, uh, we're winding down, but we still have action. So we've, we've <laughs> yep. got some stuff coming up. A special season, It's which is it's fun but bittersweet because mm-hmm. uh, this is where everyone has a lot of fun. And then you don't see everybody for several months. Yeah. And then it gets cold and <laughs> snowy, and I don't want to leave the house. Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, okay, well, that that's going to wrap it up for this week. Say, if uh, if you're enjoying Checkers and Wreckers Victory Lap, share that with a friend. Let, let them know, hey, we found this podcast. I think you'd enjoy it. You can find it anywhere you get your podcasts. You can also find it at kfgo.com. And uh, uh, sign up to uh, uh, subscribe to it uh, so you can uh, never miss an episode. Uh, like I said, you can go to kfgo.com. Also, you can catch Corey Litton every Friday morning at 640 on KFGO. 790 or 104.7 for checkers and wreckers the fastest five minutes in radio if if we even make it to five minutes <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> i really fly through that don't i <laughs> that is with the kfgo morning crew uh with doug lear and dan michaels so for Corey litton i'm ryan janke thanks for joining us we'll see you next time for checkers and wreckers victory lap